Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Feeding an army during wartime has always been a huge logistical challenge, and that problem was magnified for the Indian Army in the Second World War. With the army having to rapidly grow its numbers, it lowered height and weight requirements for new recruits, so lots of malnourished, food-deprived people started joining up. And army rations also had to cater for all the food habits and dietary restrictions observed by India's different religious and ethnic groups. An interesting podcast called The Intersection explores Indian stories at the meeting point of culture, science and history. And this is some of an episode called War and Peas. From 1944, nutritional studies were undertaken in northwestern India in Abbottabad in Rawalpindi to find the effect of army diet on recruits' physical condition. The testing was done on three groups. The first group had the same sort of basic ration scale, close to 4,000 uh, calories. A second one which had an extra intake of meat. So the basic ration scale had two ounces of meat per day per soldier. So these guys uh, were given 12 ounces uh, of meat per day per soldier. And a third group was created, uh, which had the basic ration, less any form of meat, but 48 ounces of milk extra. So what they then found was that of these three groups, the ones which put maximum uh, sort of weight in a, in a short span of time was the group which was consuming extra meat. whereas the ones which were uh, putting on least was the purely vegetarian one with extra milk right so and and then they were trying to figure out why is it what is there in meat that allows this kind of uh, additional thing and after a lot of testing they just, just figured out that maybe meat generates better metabolism in general according to a 1961 book on history of the indian armed forces in the second world war and i quote these experiments provide evidence about the superiority of a meat diet over the others the implications of which in a predominantly vegetarian population hardly need stressing end of quote these experiments also changed the calorie count of army rations which according to research in world war 1 should have been 3574 calories per soldier per day by the end of the war the calorie count went up to 4200 calories a day with 100 grams of protein of which 32 grams had to be animal protein It was well known that military recruits underwent marked improvement over the months following enlistment. Nutrition, control of diseases, physical training, many joined the army because it was a way out of food deprivation. Much of the health benefit in armies across the world came from meat intake. But in India, even though the ration system was reformed to include more animal protein and vitamin enriched foods, commanding officers were not very willing to make the changes, mostly due to diverse food taboos. Animal protein always remained tricky. Getting meat to the Indian soldiers and making them eat it was a huge task. In fact, even today, Dr. Rao informs us, field ration packs in the Indian Army are vegetarian because we are not very sure of the quality, the safety, and the processing adherence to processing requirements. And meat is a very sensitive issue, whether it is halal or a jhatka, whether it is this animal or that animal. It was in 1943 when India started pushing into Burma and Southeast Asia that mutton was labeled halal and jhatka for Hindus and Sikhs. Marmite, vegetables and fruits were added to the menu. And here we will hear Lieutenant General Sundara Rao, a Second World War veteran who joined the army at age 21 and now he is in his early 90s. We were literally in contact with the 
the American forces. They had what was known as care rations, which uh, a separate for breakfast, lunch and dinner. The American care ration that he refers to was developed as a pocket ration for paratroopers for the U.S. Air Force early in the war. Similar to that, an emergency ration pack for use by any Indian was also improvised. It had chocolate bar with vitamins, biscuits, cheese, sardines, sugar, milk powder, tea and salt. Everyone hated the tinned sardines though. This kind of reform in provisioning techniques changed army food to something that not only meant calories, but also health protection. Scientists, doctors, quartermasters worked together to apply nutritional discoveries to civilian and military diets. And scarcities have always led to innovations. For instance, the addition of yeast to the ration or the fortification of milk with vitamin A. Amla, which is Indian gooseberry, was found to be the most stable form for distribution of vitamin C. And so came Amla tablets to prevent scurvy. The calcium content of rations was increased by fortifying atta with calcium carbonate. And when Norwegian supplies of cod liver oil were cut off, and cod liver oil is a very good source of vitamin A, the Directory of Fisheries in Madras found a substitute. The liver oils of the hammerhead shark and sawfish caught on the west coast of the Madras presidency were richer in vitamin A than cod liver oil. But I can tell you one thing that modern science has removed from the Russian. Uh, one of the ration scales actually allowed for a dosage of opium. So if you could get a medical certificate saying that you needed to have opium because you're an addict or for other medical reasons, then uh, one of the ration scales even provided for a dosage of opium. That I'm sure is not around in the Indian Army today. So. There are, however, things that continue to be used. In the country, we had uh, army biscuits. They continue to be a part of some rations even now. Food packets have come a long way from just plain atta and ghee. War and Peas from The Intersection, presented by Padna Palma Ghosh and Samanth Subramanian. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.